0: Hi this is coach Don Nealon and you're watching the Ryan and Rush show. please subscribe and we welcome you into another edition of the Ryan and Rush Show your source for West Virginia sports. Ryan, they say, ask and ye shall receive. On last episode, we were talking about how there's another scholarship spot. At least they're looking to expand the roster. And Noah Farrakhan joins the team from Eastern Michigan. Started actually at East Carolina. Um, So he's transferred a couple times. And because Mm -hmm. he's transferred a couple times, it's more likely that he'll be out this season, kind of what Jose Perez was last year. And then we'll have him for two years after this. Ryan, talk about, one, the situation we're getting with Noah and whether he's sitting now, I know they'll su- submit a waiver and to talk about the value that this guy brings to the West Virginia basketball team.
1: Uh, first, who are we getting, getting a talented guy. I think everybody sees the highlight reels surfacing on the internet. Uh, the, the dunks that he's had, he was at Eastern Michigan, which was probably one of the more underperforming teams from a talent standpoint. He played with the Monty Bates, who uh, was a five-star coming out of high school as well. Who's in the NBA. So just a bad situation at Eastern Michigan these last couple of years, they underperformed, started East Carolina, really talented kid out of New Jersey. He's probably not going to get a waiver. I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, I think that's what we pride ourselves on here at the Ryan Russ show. We'll be brutally honest with you. I do not think he's going to be eligible next year, but that doesn't mean he still can't help this team in practice every day with the scout, uh, the scout team, helping this team prepare for opponents. He's going to practice with the team. He's going to find out how to, how West Virginia basketball does things on a day-to-day basis. And most importantly, he's a skinny guy. He's going to get in the weight room with Sean Brown, who's coached so many pros over the years, whether it's Paul Pierce with the Celtics, Jalen Rose with the Raptors, the list goes on. And he's going to get stronger, and he's going to have his body ready to compete at the high major level in the 24-25 season.
0: So he's listed at 6'2". So anyone listed, usually you can, you know, that's probably with shoes. You can take about an yeah. inch off, give or take. Hey, he might be six one six two. 6'2", regardless of what he is. A guard, guy can dunk a basketball. He is yes, explosive. And especially if he's going to get in the weight room, kind of get a year to, to to develop almost in like a minor league type system. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, this is this is going to be great for the future of West Virginia. However, we do have a current year coming up. That current year is being led by an interim head coach that obviously wants the head coaching job, as we talked about, Josh Eilert, 2024. But getting to the year ahead, Ryan, is how does this work in terms of, you know, we talked about one scholarship left, but he probably might not be eligible this year coming. Obviously, we'll talk about battle here in a second. We talked about him last episode. There's So there's two questions right now on this roster is uh, Noah Farrakhan is, he probably won't be eligible. So what yeah. happens with that other spot? And then two is of course the battle situation and what's going to happen there.
1: Well, battles we're not going to know battle probably till late September, probably into October, to be honest, just early game it's
0: game time decision type. of Yeah. Thing.
1: Literally a game time decision. I still lean that he's going to get it. I I, th- I think that they have enough of a case there to, um, get him a waiver. Like I said, I'm not going to disclose the details of what his waiver entails, but it, it's a personal situation and I think it's worthy of a waiver. I mean, we've seen I the agree. NCAA give out waivers for a lot less than what Raekwon Battle and the staff is asking for. And I thought Omar should have got a waiver, but that's Jeez. in the past, unfortunately. Um, I don't think the staff is done and you're probably asking, well, how's that possible when they have 13 guys? The beautiful thing about NIL now is you can potentially have a walk-on, we'll say. And I, and I don't know who's going to be the walk-on, but you can they can make money through NIL uh, just with the way things are set up with the collective, the Country Roads Trust. So the, the staff is finding out how to do that and working out all those details. We still have till August the 28th. So we still have, what, 11 days to add another piece, whether they want to add another piece in the front court, some more rim protection, another body in the middle to uh, to uh, help out with foul trouble, or they could add another guard just in case another insurance policy for Raekwon if the waiver doesn't go our way. But I'm pretty confident that the staff is not done and they're going to add another piece. And they can get creative with the with how great the Country Roads Trust is and this NIL collective that we have at our exposure.
0: I think if they add another piece, it's kind of like when you get to spots like, we know all know the NFL draft, right? And there's mm-hmm. parts of the draft depending on teams' needs, where sometimes the team's like, we're just drafting the best overall player that's available. And I think that's what you kind of get. West Virginia's in that situation here, too, is yes. who's going to be the best portal player that will be immediately eligible. And I think that's what you do with your last scholarship offer. But hey, and especially if battle like you're leaning towards, I'm I'm a little more cautious, but don't get me wrong, I of course hope battle is eligible. Um, but if, if he is eligible and this roster is what it is at this point, I'm not complaining about that either, especially where we were a couple months ago, uh, when just the craziness happened that, that we all know of and and don't need to go into any more detail about. So, I mean, Hey, especially if I'm Josh Eilert, right. Is I'm going into this year being an interim head coach, uh, wanting to, you know, keep my head coaching job and, and, and stay here for a while.
1: I'm pretty happy where I am. Yeah, they they have good depth. They got good size. They got experience. We talked about how many fifth fifth year guys. Right now, they're an NCAA tournament team from a just strictly roster standpoint.
0: Joel already said so. He's never yeah, wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Joey brackets, but but I think we all agree we need this battle thing to go our way to take this thing to another level. So um, yeah, I, I I like the roster. I like the pieces. I like the creativity of the staff. Josh is going to play faster. Um, be more innovative on the offensive side. While he, on the defensive side, I worried about the perimeter uh, d- defense for a little bit there, but when you've got a guy like Jesse Edwards that can erase everything on the back end, we've seen him in the Netherlands right now overseas. We saw him at Syracuse block three, uh, three blocks per game. Then you get a guy like a cook, a cook in your program who averages two blocks a game that can erase a lot of defensive deficiency. So, I, I i like i I keep saying it i like I like this team headed into the season and they got a chip on their shoulder, and they seem to be together still.
0: It also seems like to me with with seinski they they've they've picked up uh ofre um obviously you said a cook is the difference between kind of what we thought was going to be the team going into this year and now what at least we kind of know the team going into this year is it yeah. seems like this version of the team has a lot more size than, than what we originally had. And I think that's something we were very worried about with version, whatever it was 1.2.0 of this team, whatever yeah. the team, whatever version it was under Bob Huggins. Um, and I do think that is, uh, obviously a huge advantage that, that can help us on the defensive end. And of course, you know, go up for rebounds. We we've talked about it in, you know, the past couple of years, your, your last year with the team, what was that you know, bit, the biggest problem with the team is we thought, you know, a game of volleyball was breaking out under the rim. So any guys that can go up for rebounds, any guys that, you know, can block shots and then let let Kerr, let hopefully Raquan, like we talked about, let Jose, let them do their thing um, from the guard standpoint. So, I mean, for, from a height and size standpoint, we're, we're at a really good place, Ryan.
1: And we haven't even mentioned the three Ohio guys that have been in the program multiple years. My yeah. guys, Seth and Kobe, that were there when I, they were freshmen when I was there my last year. I've heard nothing but good things. They, they're they're program guys, 30-year guys that have gotten better, stronger, uh, just improved year by year. And they're going to be really good pieces to give us 10, 15 minutes, maybe maybe even 20. I mean, they both helped us last year in oh, big yeah. spots. We talked about Kobe at Iowa State Seth mm. uh, Seth, and I are at Texas at Tech, Tech came in six yeah. six six threes. And the guy that may have the highest ceiling uh, out of any of them is Josiah Harris. I mean, he's already graduating as a sophomore, which is incredible. He's obviously a bright kid. He's just, I mean, he's always in the gym. He's a throwback guy. He's going to be able to play the three and four. Uh, he's the guy I'm looking at that I think is going to make the biggest jump and I think our fans are really going to love. So Josiah Harris, keep an eye uh, out for him.
0: I'll add, I'll add another player that's that was on the team last year on this team, Pat Sumnick. I think he could make a big jump this year too. As we saw him getting some quality minutes tor- towards the end of the stretch, especially when we needed bodies, especially when mm-hmm. Mo went down. Um, and I think that experience from last year, he knows what he needs to do to kind of get to that next level. And he could be another, you know, he is another great body um, to, to have coming off the bench. And hopefully he takes that that next year jump. Uh, that we all need him to take Uh, Ryan. But as we wrap up this episode kind of as of now, and we'll assume, you know, we'll, we'll go with, with how you're leaning. You're, you're an honest guy that, that Raekwon will be part of this team. What do you see the starting five? I think we talked about it last episode, Kerr Raekwon, Jose, a cook and Jesse,
1: right? Yeah.
0: That's the starting
1: five. Yeah, Ethan and I were texting our, our friend Ethan Bach. We were texting the other day, and he tweeted it right after we were texting. So he stole my starting five, Just kidding <laughs> Ethan. Uh, yeah, I would say the five uh, grad transfers. I, I who think are go, who?
0: We'll, okay. So who will, who are the next two to come off the bench? Would you say
1: next to come off the bench? I would probably say I, I would say Seth and Kobe in the backcourt and Josiah. I'd say the three guys coming back. And then Patton and Quinn. I think this team goes 10 deep.
0: I like it. Get yeah. back to the R10 the, or better than your 10. R11 or 12 are better than your 11 or 12.
1: And a guy I didn't mention yet either is uh, Bembry, J- Jeremiah Bembry from uh, Florida State. He, they say he could play multiple positions. So maybe this is an 11 deep roster. And we mentioned O'Frey too. So. But I would lean, I always lean more to the experienced guys. Sure. It's such a transition going from high school to college, even to the power five level when you're playing Kansas, Houston, Texas, uh, Texas Tech, Baylor night in and night out. It's a gauntlet. So I like taking the guys that have gone through the wars and know what to expect. So yeah, we're, uh, I think we're all in agreement on that starting five, right rush.
0: Yeah. I, I, I would agree with you there. So it'll be, it'll be nice to finally see Jose play this year and, the rest of these guys and see how they mesh. So really looking forward to this year. Uh, and as we end this episode, Ryan, you know, this, our audience knows this. We're nearing 1000 subscribers. Uh, we appreciate those who have subscribed already. We ask that if you haven't yet, please do so. As we hit that 1000, we can kind of start making some money off advertisements off YouTube and and start using that to uh, all this equipment that we've put our own money into start getting some of that back. So uh, we try to give you guys as, as much information, all the sourcing we can give you, um, and and we're just so thankful for, for all the support so far. So if you're able to just click that button right in the, what is it? It's, it's the bottom right-hand corner yeah. of this video. We really appreciate that. It goes a long way, a lot further than you even realize. So we love you all. Thank you. Um, go Mountaineers. Basketball team's in great position. We got our football series coming out next week. Ryan, we got four guys from the local media coming in, and then we'll yep. bring Ethan Bach in soon, too, as this roster gets finalized to discuss the ins and outs of it and, Basically the craziest August that has ever existed uh, in Big 12 and Mountaineer history. Maybe the craziest summer for that matter. But uh, again, we love you all uh, and go Mountaineers. Two weeks till Penn State. Go Mountaineers.